Mythos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy and co-host here, Mr. Trey Hill, to break down a super, super duper important, uh, Trey, Bulls victory here as they topple the Cavs. And, uh, man, (laughs) first of all, I can't believe how badly they tried to throw the game at the end uh, with Io following a three-pointer from Garland and... Uh, turning the ball over and just, uh, I mean, it felt like the Bulls, they, they really let the Cavs hang around in this one, which was really uh, stressful to watch, right? It did not make for an easy laid-back viewing experience for me, especially because I came in uh, at halftime. I had to work late. So I come in thinking the Bulls have been rolling. They're just going to you know continue to coast. And it, it just seemed like it was all downhill from the time I started watching. So I must have been the jinx tonight. But the Bulls were able to hang on, but it, it wasn't a fun watch. <laughs> Not at all. Um, pretty stressful. Uh, this is the Sports Ethos Shows. Listeners, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant uh, basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. Um, it was, uh, you know, I feel like the Bulls, if they were to somehow meet the Cavaliers, uh, Trey, in the uh, playoffs, I, I, I don't think they have an issue at all. I think it's it's easy work for the Bulls here to beat this Cavs team at this point. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, we're right now we're just trying to stave them off and stay in fifth and uh, hopefully not fall to sixth, which is where they are. And uh, but. One thing that uh, was it was interesting tonight were the rotations. The rotations were definitely just like wacky, right? We had Io starting instead of Javante, um, and we had Javante coming off the bench, and also Patrick Williams at the power forward position. We had uh, you know Levine and Vooch playing together, and then Demar and Caruso playing together. Uh, it's just it was a bit strange as far as rotations go, right? Honestly, I didn't even notice. Coming in, uh, I came in a few minutes in, really, to the second half, so I didn't even, like, I had seen that Io started, but I, did, I didn't really get to watch, so I didn't get to have a feel for for how it played out. So, really, I was excited to get to ask your viewpoint on how the different rotations, because I saw a little bit of chatter on Twitter as I was driving home about the rotations being different. So, how did you think the rotations played out? Because, to me, it's, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound terrible in theory. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I mean, I didn't really, like, notice much of a difference, honestly, other than, like, the people that were in, like, um, I mean, this was, this was kind of a boring game. The, the Cavs did not come out with a lot of urgency, uh, in this one. Um, you know, obviously they made it a game by the end of it, but it was kind of a, you know, I saw somebody on Twitter say it was a fake run and the Bulls do that all the time. And it's, it's like, you know, relief, a little bit of relief here that like, finally it's the other team putting out a fake run against the Bulls instead of the Bulls putting a fake run on at the end of the game. And, uh, I agree with that. Like the, the Cavs never really felt like they were in this game, uh, even when they were only down, you know, four or five points at the end there. I so, mean, I think when there was four minutes left and they 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 got that big alley yeah. oop and they were only down three three points. I think that was a big moment for them. I think they I think they got back into it at that point and then the Bulls sealed it away. They went on a little run after that and they kind of put some distance in. And then Zach had a huge drive and and finish over between like three guys with a minute fifty left to kind of ice the game. I thought. 
Yeah, um, yeah, and Zach was great tonight. I mean, you know, just fantastic. Um, unfortunately, my box score here isn't loading, so I can't tell you the stat so, line. But. So here's my question then. Um, uh-huh. I think Zach is at his most effective when he's getting downhill and he he is forcing the defenses to kind of react to him. I noticed a few times late in the game they were doing if Zach and Vooch they were doing the pick and roll and Zach had mm-hmm. the guys come what like Zach was way out almost a half court so he could kind of have a runway. I want I wonder if Zach had a good game because he was con- if, since the rotations were him and Vooch together if mm-hmm. he was taking advantage of having that runway. Yeah, I mean, I definitely he definitely got going downhill more in this game than in previous games. A lot, a lot more, um, you know, chances at the rim. I felt like um, he only shot two of seven from three pointers, uh, eight of seventeen from the field in in general, seven of eight from the line. Um, but yeah, that that could have been why. Uh, definitely. I mean, you know, maybe maybe there's something more to see here with this new lineup. I mean, I guess I'll have to see a few more games to see, you know, if I have any takeaways from it. But just off the bat. Um, you know, I felt like the defense was better tonight. I felt like they gave a lot of good effort tonight. Uh, I actually felt like they played good defense against the Pelicans too. It's just a matter of, you know, is the other team hitting shots? And and the Cavaliers were just, they stunk it up in the first half. That first half was just awful. I think they had like 34, 35, 38 points in that first half. It was, it was like not, not, uh, not pretty. And, um, so when you got something like that happening, you know, it makes your defense look better than what it is. So I'm not going to go ahead and give the Bulls all the flowers, but I did think that the the defense was improved. And, man, that Cleveland offense, when Darius Garland is off the floor tray, is uh, it's just it's it's rough to watch, man. It is not very fun. So they're going to have to figure that out. I know they have Karis LeVert, but I didn't feel like he was uh, much of a threat tonight. No, he had a couple of baskets there late in the game uh, when they were making their run, but it was definitely the Garland show in Cleveland mm-hmm. and Sexton being out, Rubio being out, um, Jared Allen being out. I know he Allen himself isn't necessarily a guy who's going to be creating and is a huge offensive threat, but his presence alone on the offensive end is a lot better. He kind of opens things up for Garland, for Mobley, for all those other guys. But Garland... I think he's one of the most underrated guys in the league. Uh, everyone loves to talk about Trey Young. I think Garland was this year's Trey Young in terms of emerging point guard who can just kind of run the entire show. And he kind of put it on display in the second half from what I saw. Yeah, and I apologize to anybody out there if I'm experiencing, if you're experiencing any kind of pixelated uh, uh, noise from my end. I, uh, I shampooed my carpets earlier today and moved my modem to the opposite side of my house. And so I don't have the best internet where I am right now. I'm going to troubleshoot this and solve it by next uh, episode, I promise you. But you'll just have to bear with me for this episode. Um, Let me tell you something, Trey. I got kicked out of a Bulls discussion earlier tonight. Uh, I'm not going to – you know, I'm tempted to name names uh, whose uh, Bulls chat it was. But I'm not going to. Don't don't try to make me. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's fine because I'm really actually kind of relieved I'm out of it because, uh, yeah, I'm not too upset are about you, it. Are you going but, to let me tag them in this when I clip this later? No, no, don't do not do that. No, I mean, but do it, but no, but don't do it. But uh, no, it's uh, but I, I got kicked out because I, I compared – I didn't compare even Patrick Williams to Tony Snell. I said if he doesn't become aggressive, he's in, at risk of becoming Tony Snell 2.0, which is actually a line that you – I'm going to give you credit for that line because that's a line you used in the last episode. Uh, and listen, if we saw it Williams, tonight, We saw it tonight yeah. in the second half when Tristan Thompson was out there uh, instead of Vooch. Uh, 
Patrick Williams was just standing in the corner constantly, play after play after play. You know, yeah, and that's who what takes me that? out. That's, that's the Tony Snell effect. Uh, have Tristan be down in the dunker spot and let Patrick Williams set some screens. Let him do something. Have him have him handle the ball while Tristan sets the screen. Force them to switch. You, you know, let him get involved somewhere. Don't let. Don't we all see that. Have him be the Tony Snell. Yeah, we all see that meme of Tony Snell with the zero, you know, stats in whatever 22 minutes or whatever, whatever it was. And Patrick Williams really does run the risk of of, of becoming that at some points because he's just such a ghost on the floor for what for the reasons you're saying, Trey. And I think that's partially uh, on the coaching staff to just get Patrick involved. I mean, we saw some really decent stuff out of him in the summer league. I'm going to keep pointing to that because I really did like what I saw out of him, even though he didn't shoot the ball well. If you go back and look at the stats, it's not going to reflect well. But um, just the way that he was able to take on that role of, you know, primary offensive weapon and seeing what he could do on that end. I thought that there was a lot of promise there, but we haven't seen it in the basketball games. And, you know, even though I don't in my heart of hearts believe that Patrick Williams is going to be Tony Snell in the end, at the end of the, you know, his playing career, um, there is a risk there. There is a risk. That's like the low end of where he could end up. I mean, that's like, that's, that's the worst case scenario, which isn't bad. I mean, Tony I, Snell I is still a rotational player. I don't want to even say he's going to, like, worst case scenario, he's a Tony Snell all the time. But I think he runs the risk of, like tonight, having halves where where he's very Tony Snell-esque. And to me, you mentioned how well he did whenever the Bulls featured him. I think, and I don't even want to call it a problem or an issue, I think the thing with Patrick Williams is he's he's such a team player. He's very willing to do whatever is asked of him. And he's young. He he was, I think he's only a, a month older than Cade Cunningham, who was the, right. you know, the number one pick the year after he was drafted. So I think he's just kind of too willing to be the guy in the corner and to be the guy who, when he happens to get the ball, he's willing to do things with it. Because when he's had the ball since he's been back, it's not like he's been, you know, tentative with it. He's he's been, you know, aggressive at times. He's gotten shots up when he has the ball, but he doesn't go out of his way to get the ball. And I'd like to see that a little bit more. If Billy Donovan so, yeah. isn't going to to do it for him. So yeah, you 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 brought up. Um, I was going to give you guys, and unfortunately, my internet's not allowing me to. But uh, I was going to give you guys the Patrick Williams versus Tony Snell per thirty six numbers. Uh, their best years compared, um, and they are very, very strikingly similar. I hate to tell you guys, Patrick Williams is better, slightly better in uh, in most categories. So, like, yeah, obviously he's better than, than Tony Snell. And I wasn't saying he was Tony Snell. I was saying that that's like a worst case scenario, and uh, I got kicked for it. But it, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. All I'm saying is that I want to see more out of him. He's a you know fourth overall pick. Uh, I don't know where Tony Snell was drafted. It wasn't fourth overall. It was I think at the end of the first round, uh, if I recall correctly. So, um, you know, it it is something where I think um, they have to put Patrick in more uh, you know spots to succeed, and I think he has to just be more aggressive himself because there were a couple times uh, tonight too, Trey, where he caught the ball with an open shot, and the fact that he passed up that open shot meant that the Bulls struggled to find a shot late in the clock and end up, uh, one one at least on one possession, end up with a shot clock turnover. So uh, I want to see more out of Tony Snow. That's basically all I was trying to <laughs> – I want to see more out of Patrick Williams. That's basically all I was trying to say. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Snell, 48 out of 48 on his last on his free throw attempts yeah. since like 2019. He hasn't missed a free throw. 
So <laughs> we, we throw that around. He he's a rotation guy, but he he does have his games where he do, he's out there and he, he doesn't you know get stats. And Patrick Williams runs the risk of become of doing the same from quarter to quarter, and we just don't want to see that. I so uh, one thing uh, I had to I was watching on my phone as you know I'm going home. I can't get League Pass to work. So I go to the streaming sites, and they've only got the Cleveland announcers. And so Cleveland makes their run back, and DeMar has that huge dunk. Do you do you know the dunk I'm talking about at the at the end of the game? Yes. Uh-huh. He has that dunk, and so the, these Cavs announcers, they, they're so excited. They're so ready for this Cavs team to have this great comeback. And DeMar just drives and flushes that thing down, and the announcers just go quiet for a second. And one of the guys who's been there a while, you can tell his, his voice is little. He just goes, well, didn't know he had that in him. And, and it, was just, that. it was fantastic, the delivery. And I wanted to yeah. uh, I wanted to point that out. It was it was so good. I wrote it down on my hand to make sure I didn't forget. <laughs> well, the Bulls have been such like, you know, we've had those moments so much in the last like two weeks. It's nice to. um you know, have a, to hear a moment where the other announcers or the other fans were, were doing the same thing because the Bulls do that. I mean, you know, we are down on this team right now, and I get it. And, like, you know, Bulls fans are really just on edge. Like, I felt that over the last, you know, week or so. Um, just a, a bad losing streak. You've lost a lot of games recently. But we won the two most important games, Trey. We won against the Toronto Raptors, and we won against Cleveland Cavaliers, which are the two teams that are directly behind us in the standings. And, you know, Obviously, I want them to have more wins, but they're still pulling out the wins when they need them. And there's still a very good chance here that we hang on to the fifth seed, which is a good season. I mean, let's let's be honest. We ended up, what, 11th, I think, in the standings last year and just missed the stand, the play-in by like a game, two games. And this year, we're comfortably in the playoffs. I mean, fifth seed is fine. Play the fourth seed, you have a chance to win that series. Um, it, it might be the Celtics. It might be the Sixers. Heck, at this point, if the Heat keep losing by 30, 40 points, which they did tonight, it might be the Heat. You never know. Um, so I don't mind that the Bulls, you know, uh, will end up in the fifth seed if that's what happens. I mean, do you think that's a lost season? Do you think that's a bad season? No, not at all. Before the season, we we both predicted them, I think, to win around 46, 47 wins. And we both, I think, had them in, what, the fourth spot in the in the East? And I think I had him maybe fifth, but yeah. You might have had maybe but, sixth. Yeah. But right, right. I I had them fourth, and I had a bunch of them right there together. That was that was literally kind of yeah. the the best case scenario for us. Mm-hmm. So the idea that the Bulls might finish a spot or two below the best case scenario, of course, that's a successful season. But they started off so hot, it kind of raised expectations. And I still think if this team, if Lonzo Ball comes back and is full, fully healthy, this team could make some noise in the playoffs. But as constructed, I think a successful season is being a top six seed, make, avoiding the play-in tournament and being just a straight playoff team. I think that before the season, if you would have asked me what I wanted from the Bulls, that's what I would have told you. And given mm-hmm. how how good the teams are in the East. I would be very satisfied with that finish. Yeah, I think this is, you know, I think they're right on par with with where I thought they would be just about. I think they've, you know, they've they've shown they can be better. 
Um, obviously, we couldn't predict that Lonzo Ball would be out for all this time. And I think Lonzo, and I know we harp on it, and, you know, I said in the last episode, say it again, you know, I know it gets tiresome to say, oh, if this guy was back, if this guy was back, and then, you know, we've got all those guys back except for Lonzo. But Lonzo is the engine that makes us run. And what we saw with Lonzo, I want to get back I there. I mean, and, uh, according to the yeah. analytics, man, Lonzo is our best playmaker by far. When they when they yeah. like crunch the numbers, Lonzo, what Lonzo does for our offense, let alone on defense, but what he does on offense is, mm-hmm. it's so much more important than people realize unless they're watching the Bulls closely. Yeah, and and obviously you know if you're not a Bulls fan, you're not watching it closely. If you're a Bulls fan, you're watching it closely. But sometimes even if you're a Bulls fan watching it closely, you don't pick up on the stuff because you know you're just watching as a fan. You want them to win, and you're just watching the score, and you're just watching baskets being made. Um, but Lonzo, you know, he's so important when it comes to spacing, when it comes to playmaking, uh, in the full court spe- specific, uh, specifically, uh, and getting the Bulls in transition where they like to run and they like to score. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm just going to keep saying that because he is just so essential. And I'm hoping he comes back to the playoffs, Trey. I don't know if that happens. Um, you know, obviously this this set this setback is really unfortunate. I think we're going to hear more here in about a week. Um, I don't, you know, I think there's a very, very low chance that he comes back for the regular season, even for a game or two. But I think there is still a chance, a moderate chance, um, moderate to low, I guess. So on the low end of the moderate that he comes back for that, you know, first series in the playoffs. And if he does and if he's healthy, the Bulls can be a real problem, um, be it the Celtics, be it the Sixers, um, be it whoever, be it the Heat. I mean, it doesn't, it, it just, or the Bucks, whoever it is. Um, it's going to be a pretty darn good basketball team, the Chicago Bulls are. So I'm not like down on this team just yet. Uh, I know a lot of fans are, but this is a big win tonight, man. And I am excited to see, you know, how we do in the next three, four games, because I think we can rattle off a, a good win streak here. Um, and, and let's be honest, too. Every team, Trey, in the NBA, be it the Warriors, who are struggling now, be it, you know, the Heat struggling now. I mean, every team has a like two week period where they just really, really struggle. Every single team. I think maybe the only team in the NBA that didn't is the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and they're probably the favorites to win the title right now, other than the Nets now that Kyrie's able to play home games. But to me, I we all knew the Bulls were going to have a, a spell like this. Playing those guys so many minutes. Again, DeMar is, was what? I think I said sixth in the league in minutes last show. He, When you play these guys this many minutes because, because so many people are injured throughout the year, it's going to take its toll on guys. It's going to, you know, the wear and tear is just going to happen. So I'm, I'm not even holding my breath on Lonzo coming back. This, this, for the playoffs, I, I, I expect the worst and I'm just, for me, I, I want a good showing in the playoffs, and I'm really looking towards next season as as the big make it yeah. or break it season for for this. This for is this just team. a building block. Yeah, I think I think the, I, you know I, I was said at the beginning of the season, and I think it still holds true that the main purpose this season was to get Zach Levine to sign the dotted line. I think there's no question in my mind that he does. Um, the Bulls can offer him I think 40 million more than any other team. Uh, you know, just because of the the birds rights and all that garbage, every, whatever the salary cap situation is, uh, because he's resetting with his own team, he can make more money. And 
I just think that there's no doubt in my mind that Zach Levine signs again. And so that's mission success, man. That's, you know, this is what it's all about. It's showing Zach Levine that you can build a winner around him. Um, I know there's a lot of Bulls fans still questioning if he's worth the max. And that's just absolutely asinine, in my opinion. Um, You know, is, you know, is Devin Booker worth the max? Yeah, absolutely. And Zach Levine's right up there. Uh, is, is CJ McCollum worth max? I think so too. And he's right up there too. I mean, these are the shooting guards. Um, you know, I put Zach up there, probably top five shooting guards in in the NBA. Um, and that's what you got to build around. You need a star of some sort. And so that's that's my guy. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, especially if he continues to get downhill and attack the rim. I think that's when he's at his absolute best. And at New York is the next game. I know they've got a lot of bigs, but I'd like to see I'd like to see him continue to do that. And then at Washington, those are two very winnable games for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see them that they're off Sunday and then it's a back to back. So I'd like to see them win both those games. I know it's a back to back, but but it's crunch time. The Bulls need to get up for these games and they they need to come out and just put do like they did Cleveland tonight. Just come out, get out to a big lead, and then just put them away. You can't drop those games. You absolutely have to win them. There have to be one. Um, real quick, before I forget, Trey, here, uh, we have a new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points Win a share of the nightly prize money and check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Go do it now. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Just do it. Um, so speaking of putting people in, in positions to, to succeed, though, Trey, I thought tonight the Bulls did maybe, I don't know if I would say best of the season, but definitely better than any time recently. They did a really good job of putting Nikola Vucevic into areas where he can succeed. And he had a really, really good game, uh, and he needed to. I mean, we, we just absolutely – if he's going to be our third guy, we need him to play well. And, you know, I know I've, I've voiced, you know, my concerns about him being the guy in the future going forward, whatever. Um, but we have him now. He's on the team now, and obviously that's not going to change. So we need him to play well. He had 16 points and nine rebounds tonight and four assists and a steal on a block. Um, he shot 43% from the field, but I did think even though those numbers don't reflect it, it was a really, really decent, uh, Vucevic game. And I think part of that was, especially early in the game, they were getting him in positions where he could score easily, uh, where he was like, you know, low on the block or like cutting to the middle of the lane, uh, without many defenders on him. Yeah, that's something I'd have to go back and watch because mm-hmm. I, I'd i heard Cleveland's announcers bring up a couple times that Vooch had been an issue for them. But in the second half, I, I didn't necessarily see a lot of a lot of anything extra special in terms of the Vooch being in positions. But again, I, I mentioned earlier Zach loving that runway with Vooch. DeMar, he, he's very good at using the Vooch pick and rolls to get the advantage and then, you know, get to his spot and take his shot. But I feel like Vooch has more success himself when he does the pick and roll with other players because the, he picks and pops. And so often that his guy will sag just enough that he's open for a pretty for a pretty good look. Or if the if his defender closes, 
we've seen Vooch, you know, put the ball on the ground a couple times and finish at the rim a hand, you know, once or twice this year, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and he was doing that tonight. And uh, I know you didn't get a chance to see the first half, but uh, had a couple of really nice drives right down the middle of the lane and finished over. I wouldn't say even over did, defenders, just around defenders, really? just, just getting in. Oh, yeah, I'm just so getting happy. In, in, yeah. Getting in good positions and getting downhill, uh, for even for Vooch, I mean that's just a plus. There were a couple things I didn't like to to though tonight. Obviously he had um, a couple of quick catches and just turnaround jumpers that like he didn't even like. It, it, they're like turnaround hook shots where like he didn't even get his body all the way around when he was putting them up. Like he was expecting a foul or something. It was just really weird. So it was a little bit hit or miss, but I think it was more on the hit side for me. Um, so you know, I thought it was a decent Vooch game. Uh, Io. Played really, really well um, tonight. I think that was a big reason that we won, uh, even though he made that boneheaded uh, foul at the end of the game for the three jump for the three free throws. Io ended with uh, let's see, 11 points and two rebounds and five assists. And I don't think did he have any turnovers. Uh, he had one turnover, um, but he had a really, really decent game tonight and um, just really timely scoring, really good decision making. Outside of that, again, <laughs> fouling in the three-pointer at the end of the game. Uh, so, you know, it, just some more growth from Io. And the fact that Donovan, you know, uh, uh, trusts him enough to start him uh, over Javante Green has to bode well for him. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, also, Caruso, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, and no turnovers tonight. And it did seem like he had the ball quite a bit in the point guard role, bringing it up and initiating the offense there towards the end of the game. So he had a great game. It's nice to see him getting back in a rhythm. Um, Did you see Andre? I know this is off topic. Did you see Andre Drummond throw up the peace sign before he dunked the ball? I didn't. Oh yeah, no, I, no, I did see that on Twitter. Yes, I did. (laughs) Oh man. Can you like I know I know the Heat are in in a better position standing wise than the Bulls, but this is four bad losses for them in a row. Yeah. Can you imagine having so. Andre Drummond throw up the peace sign at, at your team as he <laughs> as he does a runway dunk like that? Ah. Oh. No, I you know I've seen the Bulls. The, the really embarrassing things have happened to the Bulls, like specifically when they were a bad team that I've seen, and it's just it's just so disheartening i haven't seen anything like that this season so that's 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 a plus too because the bulls are good enough that like teams can't do that but like even in recent seasons you know it's like i think maybe the most embarrassing thing that happened this year was the the jalen suggs you know across the jersey thing uh you know because that's a 20 win team and they beat us uh but that wasn't that bad not really (laughs) no no that was definitely the worst one we've had that i can think of so but I, I just I, uh, I wanted to mention that one more time because I just for anyone who has not seen the Andre Drummond peace sign dunk, you have to go look it up. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but I think it's going to do it for us, guys. I think the Bulls, you know, again, let's riddle off some wins here. I think it's really possible. Uh, but quickly before we sign off, I want to also remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Until next time, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBPKeith. And Trey, where can the people find you? On Twitter at FinalFinally. And please follow the show, guys, at Ethos Bulls. We need your follows, so please go for that. And until next time, let's go Bulls get some in. Let's do it.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.